Welcome to episode 41 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC animated universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And today we got some uh, some baby doll and we got some Alfred Pennyworth International Man of Mystery. James Bond. Yeah. I need to share a quick story with, with the world before we get <laughs> your, started your on this. Your own personal news before I, we get into I the broader such, comic book news. <laughs> on the way to record this podcast, I had such a, a fascinating interaction with one of my neighbors. Uh, so, un, ironically, no. I'm wearing a Batman shirt. That's not a coincidence, yeah, nor is it. Right? Fittingly, I'm, yeah. wearing, I'm wearing a Batman shirt right now. Uh, and as I was walking to my car in my neighborhood, I see... Um, this guy, this big, like, very muscular man walking his dog, and he walks past me, and he's like, you're no Batman fan. And I, I've, I've never really had an, a situation where people don't think I'm a nerd. No one's called out your nerd credit on the street? No one. And I was so just <laughs> taken back by this. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, you don't deserve to wear that shirt. Uh, and I, I'm like, I'm... I'm on my way to record a Batman podcast right now. He's like, all right, we good. And just keeps walking. I'm like, what just happened? I mean, I, I, I get that, like, I don't. Actually, I don't understand it at all. No, There's I'm, nothing about me that says that I'm not a nerd. No, I mean, you're, you're wearing your Air Herc hat. Yes. Which you probably didn't notice. I, I'm assuming you were on your pink penny board. Yes, I was on my pink penny board. Writing down, listening to uh, like video game music, but yeah. obviously he couldn't hear that. He couldn't hear that. I'll, yeah. I'll give him that doubt. Yeah, I mean, so you're you're wearing it's a it's a gray shirt with like a faded. It's the Target yeah brand like vintage like 1989 Batman, Batman logo. So I mean, it's one could assume like I mean you didn't buy it from like Think Geek or something like that. You got it at Target, but I mean to be called out on I the know, street who does, who does that? Like I, I would understand it like at Comic Con. I always have that fear of being. Of being asked a question about something I'm wearing and not and like being the poser who can't answer it. Yeah, you know that that's but, a fear that we all have, right? Um, but not on a June afternoon in the middle of Hollywood in my yeah. own neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Are you a Batman fan, Cameron? Are you really? I, I have to question it now. <laughs> I, I feel like I need something to distinguish myself at this point. We're just going to decide at the end of this podcast if you're a real Batman fan or not. And if you're not, um, nothing's going to change because I couldn't do this by myself. Yeah, I, I <laughs> so. hope I run into him again and I can be like, hey, here's my podcast. Yeah, go, go and listen, go to, listen it. to it. And then you can judge if, I'm, <laughs> if I am, am, am nerd enough to wear this shirt. He's, he's going to come back and he's be like, which one of you... Are you? And he's like, oh, no, the other one's the Batman fan. Yeah. Like, it's never going to end. No matter what you do, you'll never say she. I'm never going to be good enough for no. him. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like I have to work so much harder now <laughs> just to please this random neighbor. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, <laughs> I was trying to force a segue there between that and the Jaden Smith video, and I just oh, couldn't think of it at God. the time. No. But... All right. Let's I mean, just spe- get this. Speaking of crazy Batman get fans. Get this over like, with. Oh, so I, I don't know when this came out. I watched it today and I, I sent it to you. But yeah. I Jay- think it actually came out the day, either the day of or the day after Adam West passed. Oh, that makes it even sadder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jaden Smith made a video. Is it called Batman? It's called Batman. Okay. Yeah. We can loosely say it's a music video. Yeah. Barely. I had, I, honestly, I listened to it on mute because I couldn't, you I didn't, couldn't do it. You didn't miss anything. I didn't think. I heard the first line and then I decided it. It, it wasn't worth it. I, I maybe this is why he called me a poser, because I couldn't listen to. He knew. He knew you that couldn't I, make couldn't, it all the I couldn't way make it through this video. Jane Smith's painful music video. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. He just because like, <laughs> it starts with him like waking up in a field, I assuming having passed out drunk, 
over the city and just like yelling fuck and panicking. Mm-hmm. I forgot that happened actually. He's also named Bruce Wayne. In, yeah, so yeah. The, yeah, he's he is Bruce Wayne, and I guess he is Batman. Yes, too. He wears like his white Batman suit, right? Which he wore to prom. If you which, didn't, know. He, yeah, he wore that to prom, and he goes and he hangs out with like the guys on Hollywood Boulevard that dress up in costumes, like Batman, another Batman, and a Superman. And Spider-Man was there. Spider-Man was there, yeah. Get he, that cross-promo in. And he has, like, three different Tesla Model Xs that he drives around in. As Batman would. Yeah, because they have big gullwing bat-like doors. Not yeah. at all, but that's a thing, apparently. But I guess, like, he has, what, like, a white one for when he's Batman and a black one for when he's Bruce Wayne? I don't know. I There's a lot to digest in this video. I, I would be tempted to include a link in the episodes people can watch it's, it if they want to but i don't want to, i don't want to link to it anywhere. i don't want to I don't, I don't want to spread it at this all is a virus yeah it's like bat syphilis i just don't mm. although i did i did watch a very interesting video this week talking about how um bad media is better at bringing us together than good media oh oh interesting uh, it was it was basically uh like a mini doc about the room and why it's still so popular and has oh, this huge cult following i saw a link for that i didn't watch it though um yeah and they talk about like rocky horror and mm-hmm. the room um and, like these things they're so bad that it sparks kind of a connection between people kind hmm. of how we always talk about it's a bad good or it's a good bad a good movie. bad movie yeah yeah Oh, uh, yeah, because like, that, that was the thing that happened this week, too. Joel Schumacher apologized yes! for, for Batman and Robin, which is then funny because then there was this huge, like, like kind of uh, gay backlash against it. Like, all the gay nerds are like, like, no, that's like an iconic movie for us. And I'm just like, um, <laughs> I mean, it's... I don't it's associate t- myself with these, with these gay people. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's, I get where you're coming from, guys, on this. Like, it is a super gay movie, but it's also really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't... <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, it's, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of how we sparked our friendship was we we would Batman. come to your place. Yeah. Oh, I'm just bad media. Oh, bad media. Oh, yeah, that too. We come yeah. over to your place and watch bad movies. Kumate. Kumate. Oh, Bloodsport. Can I be my bat plug this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to re-plug. Yeah, sure. You can re- re-plug Blood, that's you've done Bloodsport. That before, you? Probably. Go watch Bloodsport. This is the end of the episode. Go watch Bloodsport. Yeah, that's it. You can skip the, the rest of it. Um, yeah, I guess that's technically kind of like a form of bat news with the Jaden Smith video. Yeah, and then the, the Schumacher is still the Schumacher thing still on brand. Yeah, I guess also tonight, uh, as it's been spread all over as of the as of the day we're recording this, um, they are widening the bat signal over um, City Hall. Yeah, City Hall in, in downtown, downtown LA. LA. Yeah, I'm gonna like fly over there as fast as I can. Once I'm this gonna is done. be there in spirit. Exactly. Yeah. One of us has to be there. Yeah, yeah. The bigger bat fan, the two. Of yes, us. obviously. I it's I assume it's the same <laughs> um, bat signal that's in uh, Warner Brother on the studio tour. That would be my guess. I still haven't done that. Wait, have you? I have. I thought we did it together. No, I didn't go. No. Oh, who did I do that with? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I did it with my friend Will. That's oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I need to go do that at some point. Cause yeah, because I... you get to actually turn it on. <laughs> that was a pretty pretty big yeah. moment for me. It's no. very loud. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, I mean it's. For those of you who don't live in L.A., it's a long way to go to get there. Yeah. But I'm going to go because i got to go see it. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. Um, I guess the only other like semi-Batman-related news I have is that uh, Danny Elfman's been brought on board to score at least part of Justice League. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, this, this happens pretty regularly. So he was brought in late in the game to help out an Ultron. And then um, like Michael Giacchino replaced John Williams on like, Rogue One when that stuff got postponed, too. So it's just kind of cool because I mean he did the original Batman theme from from '89. That's right, and this theme. 
That's true. Yeah, he did do this theme. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I people kind of give shit for Danny Elfins because he's kind of got this like, doot, doot. like it's the same shit over and over again. But that's like his Tim Burton era stuff. I think he's he's kind of evolved a little bit. Oh, he's that. absolutely evolved. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a. I just don't want my heart broken, Chris. Well, just go in with low expectations. I know, but because of Wonder Woman, I have hope again. Well, then just go in knowing that you enjoy the Wonder Woman bits. Yeah. All right. All right. And then that's probably about it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard being it's hard being a Blue Lantern fan sometimes because you just you always you always fill yourself with hope. Oh, guys, I don't know what the Blue Lanterns. The their the, the hope. Yeah. So so Green Lantern is uh, willpower yeah. powers their rings. Blue Lanterns uh, hope powers their rings. Oh, okay. Fearful day and raging night with strong hearts full. Our souls ignite when all is lost in the war of light. Look to the stars for hope burns bright. Well, fair, you know there. that there you saying go. that everyone yeah. knows. Uh, is there one of the lanterns powered by like deep seated insecurity? Because that would be my. Uh, red. It's red rage, orange. Um, kind of like obsession. Okay. Um. Uh, red, orange, uh, yellow, fear. Green, willpower, blue, uh, hope, indigo, compassion, uh, star sapphires is love, but like like an obsessive kind of love. Yeah. Uh, black is death. Black okay. is, or white is life. Okay. Um, is there a rainbow one? Can I have that one? Uh, kind of. So Kyle Rayner, we're going to get to Batman at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Rayner is the first kind of lantern who's been able to don every colored ring. Oh, that's right. It's a very right. pretty art cover. I never, I haven't finished the series yet. Because uh, this was right before Future's End, mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. Um, it was called the New Guardian series. It's, it's really good from what I read so far. Okay. Um, but yeah, he kind of goes crazy because all these rings kind of get attached to him and no one knows why. Okay. And everyone's mad, especially the Orange, Lan- orange Lantern, because there's only one. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Larf- Larflees. Oh, fuck, I don't know. I think that's his name. Is he literally wearing like one on every finger? Uh, no, he just has, well, he, he, like, cuddles with the core, the lantern core. Because he, he what? He what's it? He cuddles it. Like, he, like, like, spoons the... Yes. Like, legit, he never leaves the core. He killed every other orange lantern because he's so obsessed with it. Because, I mean, that's what powers it. And so every kind of orange lantern member is just, uh, like, a creation from his ring. No, I meant, is he wearing all the different colored rings simultaneously? Oh, Kyle Rayner, yes. Yeah, so he's, like, he's got like a ring on each finger? Yes. A what? Mm-hmm. Except for I don't think he wears white or black. Okay. But doesn't he become the White Lantern? Mm-hmm. Which is like all of them combined. Uh, no, it's a separate separate ring. Oh, Jesus. Man, this shit gets confusing. Okay. Well, cause, I, like, I because, try and keep Because on. white is all colors. Yes. Yeah, so I, was, I assumed that like all of them combined he became a White Lantern. But... No, uh, so after the Blackest Night series uh, from 2008-ish, mm-hmm. 2010-ish, back, back in the day. <laughs> many, many years ago. <laughs> a couple years ago, uh, when Black Hand, the, the owner of the Black Lantern ring, he basically started a zombie apocalypse by bringing back the dead with the Black Rings. So once that story ended, you had the Brightest Day series where um, an unknown entity brought in basically the people who weren't supposed to die yet. They, he brought them back to life with white rings. Oh, wow. Okay. And there was a mini series with Boston Brand being really upset that he wasn't brought back. Oh, dead man. Because <laughs> he saw all these other people get resurrected. And he's like, fuck this. Where's my ring? Yeah. Uh, and they're like, you don't deserve it yet. And he just never understood it. Yeah. Poor dead man. It's awesome. We found out we had that weird storyline where Batman kind of traveled through the past 
oh, kind of yeah. had his own Back to the Future series. Yeah, like Return of Bruce Wayne, when it's like the bat of like the Viking era, and yeah. like Pirate Batman and Pilgrim Batman. Right. Yeah. So in the everyone was like. They, they go to Batman's grave, and he's not there. And they're like, oh, he was brought back by the ring. And they're like, no, he wasn't. There were only 11 of us, and he's not one of us. And then that's when he had the, that weird spinoff series. Oh, God. Man, comics get confusing sometimes. Oh, yes. Which is why I'm really glad we get things like Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> we get nice, simple, clean storytelling. Uh, even when it's sometimes about a actress that doesn't age and goes crazy. Yeah. This was, this was a, like a pretty depressing episode it is yeah it's actually because it's it's very real it is pretty real yeah and it's very it, it it's interesting the show sometimes goes really dark places but not not in the traditional sense mm-hmm. like not just in terms of like it be visually being dark but just like thematically this is a pretty dark thing i mean the episode even starts off with like a a production of death of the salesman or at least some of the actors that are involved in this whole thing mm-hmm. um with a, a mislabeled marquee it's actually the dioth the Dioth of, 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 of the salesman. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, this guy, Brian Daly, an actor, um, gets kidnapped. And we find out that a whole bunch of other people are getting kidnapped, too. And this little girl, wait, how does... Oh, she he finds her in the alleyway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you scared me or something like that. It's like, oh, I didn't mean to. And it's like her catchphrase. Like, oh, fuck. It's yeah. you. It's you. It's you. Yeah, they're the ghost all ghost of my past. Yeah, all the cast members of the the show. What, oh, what was the show called? She's, ba- she's baby doll. Yeah, but her name is baby in the show. Yeah, um, hang on, I, I keep all of my note pages open. It's now. basically like a combination of <laughs> Shirley Temple, different strokes, and a little bit of Dennis the Menace. Yeah, hang on, I can bring it up because I have I have my notes. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I'll, I'll fill it in. So there's actually on on my normal rants. Um, there's actually a love that baby. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a movie that came out in 1997 called Cats Don't Dance. Oh, do you remember that movie? I remember it. I don't think I ever watched it though. It was great. I mean, it wasn't, but I loved it. Yeah. So if you say it's great, it was probably terrible. But yeah. continue. Yeah. Um, the main character from that movie, uh, her name is Darla something. I wrote it down. Um, I'll find it later. Um. <clears throat> She, her character is based off of Baby Doll from the series. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. So, fun fact for all those Cats Don't Dance fans out there. Hey, you know what? There, I should say there's probably at least one, but I hope our, our fan base is one. very small. So, uh, you might be the only one amongst probably anyone connected with this. Oh, God. Darla Dimple. That's her name. Darla Dimple. Okay. She's literally based off the character of Baby Doll. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, illustration wise obviously her character is supposed to be like the shirley temple okay she's yeah. this like kid brat who thinks she runs the studio okay but i take it that in casto dance uh she can age or she can like physically age which baby doll cannot do uh we never see it she kind okay. of is like drowns <laughs> man, it's a good movie <laughs> dark man everything's so fucking dark um, but yeah, so uh, in this, the I think it's Mary Doll is the actor's the actress's name, but she has systemic hypoplasia, mm-hmm. which keeps her from getting older. So I, yeah. I looked this up because I was curious how we we, we learn this. all of this through Gotham's version of VH1. Yeah, exactly. Which I really yeah. really appreciated. But yeah, where are they now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I looked up this hypoplasia thing to see if it's actually accurate. It's accurate enough. Like, mm-hmm. hypoplasia is a thing where basically uh, cells don't develop properly. Okay. Yeah, like that they, um, 
it's just underdevelopment of cells. So I guess if you, if systemic hypoplasia were a thing, I mean, your entire body wouldn't do it. So obviously it's like certain parts of the body do it. In this case, it's the whole thing. So I don't think this particular disease is actually a thing, but it's based enough off a real thing. It's like that just, that just slight push into sci-fi yeah. that it gets away with. So what did Gary Coleman have? I looked that up. Thank you. Um, because I, be I figured, ignorant. I figured it would come into play. His actually had to do with, um, a kidney disease. Oh, right. I heard that. Yeah. So the, it was actually more just he like just stayed short, but he had just had frequent kidney disease. And mm-hmm. um, despite having a few kidney replacements, he passed away from it relatively early. Mm-hmm. So just to make the episode even darker. Yeah. I mean, we can go into how he died, which would be even darker. What? Kidney failure? Uh, no, I thought his wife beat him. What? No. I think... I was, wasn't that part of it? What? No, I don't think so. I mean, oh, maybe that. That happened at some point. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I just thought he died of kidney disease. Um, I'm I'm like 80. So growing up, I always, as we continue to talk about Batman, I always confused Gar- uh, Gary Coleman and, um, oh, God, who made the grills? Oh, the George boxer, Foreman. George Foreman. I, I always got those two confused growing up. Okay, no, he f- fell down a flight of stairs after having a possibly having a seizure. Okay. So it's a seizure thing. But sorry, anyways. Good. Keeping it dark. George Foreman. George Foreman and or Gary Coleman. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever. Let's get back to the episode. <laughs> because I don't I don't I don't have any facts to back up what I'm talking about. <laughs> Cats don't dance. Everyone Cats go watch dance. it. <laughs> yeah, so So she's kidnapping all she's of kidnapping her, and her, her, her coworkers. Her henchmen are Gilgan and Skipper. And you yes. mentioned this like way off way early on. You Did mentioned I? this in an episode that um, there was henchmen in the show based off of yes, but were they in another episode as well? Were they in like the first Croc episode too? Or wh- I'm trying to remember why they came up so many episodes ago. I don't, I couldn't tell you. Oh. That that was a while. We're 41 episodes deep. God, if you were a bigger they Batman all, fan, if I would, was just a, if I just would, cared a little bit more, I would know this thing. You would know these you things. would know. Yeah, but like one of the things I so where are we in this? So yeah, so she's kidnapping her coworkers and she's brought them all to the old studio where they used to film the episode and she's kind of like recreating her birthday episode which is where everything kind of went south for her and so Mm -hmm. it's like her on-screen parents and brother and sister yes um and one thing i like is that uh her voice does change like she she put on she puts on an affectation all the time of trying to like sound like a little kid um but she has her real voice Mm -hmm. too and when she does go into real voice like that's when you actually do feel bad for her it's a little creepy it's one it's really sad yeah too because like you can hear just the just utter disappointment in her voice mm-hmm. it's, it's so soul crushing and again I, I like that this character is absurd again it's like one can almost argue the most absurd of all the villains a little bit yeah yeah but especially when we find out she has a doll she carries around which is also a tommy gun yeah they're yeah mr happy head yeah yeah it just keeps getting weirder but i give them credit for actually making her in her own way still kind of sympathetic or at least mm-hmm. you, you feel bad for her in the situation she's that's in. what i i loved even at the end um, like there's the big chase sequence, which is, it's hard to make a, like chasing a little kid through a carnival dramatic. Yeah. Uh, they don't really nail it, but it's fine. Uh, like they, even at the very end, Batman is like, stop running. I just want to help. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, cause he, he, he does like that's, yeah. that is Batman. He's he not, wants to help. he's not here to just throw someone in jail. Yeah. He wants, like he sees this person is in pain and he wants to help. Yeah, and they just, they, they don't want it. They, they won't let themselves get help. They're too far deep. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because she she's really pissed off because uh, in the last season of her show they brought in cousin Spunky. Mm-hmm. Did you look up all the? I did. Well, you, okay. you, you can give this information. I, okay. I thought this was amazing. Yeah. So the character of cousin Spunky was brought in to like try and boost ratings, and it's based off the character of cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch, who is just like synonymous now with like a late addition to a show to try and save it. Like, um, was it Poochie in The Simpsons was brought in? Yes, yeah, as the joke. Yeah, um, uh, and, and Scratchy. Yeah. So but what's kind of fun in this episode is, uh, so the actor Robbie Rist played Cousin Oliver, and then that actor voices the older brother in this episode. So he doesn't... I, I loved that I so much. It, it took me a minute because... Props know, to Andrea Romano. I know, right? Cause, so he doesn't play the character that's loosely based off of him. He plays a different character. But the fact that they included him is pretty great. Also, I was surprised at this... Uh, he also voiced Michelangelo in the 90s Ninja Turtles movies. No, so, fun side note, but to throw out my LA-ness, uh, the stunt actor who played uh, Leonardo in the original movies, who wore the actual suit, he goes to my boxing gym. Oh, wait, Ernie Reyes? Yeah, I worked oh, out Ernie Reyes? Uh, I think that's him. What? No, no, no. Different... He must have played one of the other ones. Okay, okay. I was thinking of Ernie Reyes, because there was Junior and Senior who were also in Surf Ninjas. Oh my gosh! We still need to watch that. I know we haven't done it yet. I've not seen that. Oh, one of it. the one of the stunt actors in Ninja Turtles. Uh, I boxed him this morning. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Good. Yeah. Yeah, he's insane. Okay, did he beat the crap out of you? I mean, no, we were just like partners. Oh. No, I, I would never want to try. Sorry, I don't. Him. I don't want you to get the crap beat out of you. No, no, I, I understand your excitement for, for me it, walking in with a black eye. Yeah, if it makes for a good story, you know. No, I. One day. Probably not. I hadn't seen him in a few months. Only, I was very surprised to see him again this morning. If only you walked into to my apartment with a black eye and then started your story about being, like, accused of not being a Batman fan. Yeah. I will fight people for yeah, that. Right. But, yeah, so we got... Uh, so the last person she has to go and track down is Cousin Spunky. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Batman and Robin have been watching the old tapes of the show they got from Summer Gleason. And I love it because Robin is sitting in the Batcave. And it was to say, like, oh, that time the, like, Poison Ivy, like trust us up with sharp like thorns yeah thorny vines this is worse than that is he's forced to watch this horrible tv show well he also mentioned that he had watched it all before as a kid yeah because i guess it aired about 10 years prior to Mm -hmm. this which i mean is it's kind of nice for robin to have like purpose in this episode i still feel like it might not have been enough yeah you do it's, it is interesting because it does feel like he's included in, in all, almost all of the, the now Adventures of Batman and Robin episodes. But you almost feel like he had more to do when it was just the original animated series. And I think that's, that's because in the original, you know, in the, se- in the first season, they only brought him in when they needed him. And yeah. now it's more of Fox saying they want him in. Yeah. And they're just kind of writing, you know, they're writing a Batman story that happens to have Robin in the background yeah, instead of we, a Batman and Robin story. Yeah, we, we see him kind of continuously get uh, kind of pushed to the side at various points. So like it happened at the end of Bane, too, where it's like to keep him from participating in the fight, he had that weird... Right, and that could have been any, like, any kind of damsel in distress could have been yeah. in that situation. Like, they could have they grabbed Summer Gleason instead, or... <laughs> um montoya would be a cool person for that for that yeah like, i mean scene. i like i like that it was robin because it adds some stakes to you it. just like that he was shirtless i'm not gonna complain about that i mean <laughs> oh just wait till we get to this next episode i have notes <laughs> oh i have screenshots yeah, yeah so <laughs> this episode though so yeah happening. we're gonna we're gonna finish this episode i know uh, um so uh she goes and kidnaps cousin spunky yeah who's now an older 
guy playing guitar in his mm-hmm. uh, in his garage. And so he, she's assembled the whole cast for a recreation of the birthday episode because in the original one, Cousin Spunky like came and smashed her face into the cake, mm-hmm. and that made her feel like up, she felt she was upstage. upstage. Yeah, so she quit the show and tried to go serious, and it didn't really pan out. And then she tried to get the show back together, and it all fell apart. And she's like, "That's when I was happy was when we were all together. So I'm going to force you guys to relive this with me. Yeah, but also I'm going to kill you with an exploding cake. But I mean, still minus the the exploding cake." That was a very dramatic moment because you, you was, her yeah. voice like she almost can't sustain the child voice in that moment because yeah. you hear her like the only reason I'm doing this is this is when I was last happy yeah and so this is this must be what I'm missing yeah I just I need to be back in this exact situation and they, they do a great job setting like visual atmosphere there too because she she walks away from the stage kind of out and just onto the the stage floor off the set. And there's a series of like spotlights pointed straight at the ground, just kind of like, walking from one to the next. And it's all it just looks beautiful and it looks really dramatic and mm-hmm. it, it gives her some weight. Um, yeah, because she's a, she's a thirty year old mm-hmm. trapped in a what five year old's body. Yeah, basically, essentially, yeah. And um, oh, you feel you feel you feel kind of bad for her up until the point where she goes full yeah. Looney Tunes. She, and, she and puts the dynamite, stick a dynamite, dynamite. Yeah, and then so she wheels it in front of Spunky and's like, oh, pull out the cake. And he, I was like kind of surprised at this. He just grabs it with his mouth and like throws it behind him. Like, oh, like that's like actually pretty savvy for just some random actor they've captured. Right. And then Batman breaks through the skylight. I'm like, how, how the fuck did you know they were here? But then they explain it. Yeah. So we find out that uh, Cousin Spunky in all dramatic fashion is actually Batman in a mask. Robin in a mask. Robin in a mask. Sorry. Yeah. That was Robin. Um, Which then for me raises the question, does Robin know how to play the guitar? I guess because so. he was playing the guitar when he got kidnapped. You, you just want him to be even more attractive. Well, I mean, he's yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's not much more you can do, but you know, let's add a few more things on there. Why not? Right, <laughs> musically talented. That's fine. Yeah, got an emotional side. Mm. Okay, go on. Um, so Robin was under the mask the whole time. Um, they start the chase after Baby Doll and her assistant. Yeah, she. The, older woman who's been kind of helping her through this whole thing and posing as her mom at certain points because like being a little looking like a little kid she can use that as a trap which she often does yeah so it's yeah. kind of like her her bodyguard slash personal assistant like i would she's like the mercy graves sort of sure you don't know who that is do you i, I i'm sorry Fuck, james bond reference no damn it <laughs> that's, that's that's lex luther's Oh right, yes, like, like henchwoman. Like, yes, like, okay, yeah, bodyguard. Mer- oh yes, okay. I think she started in the animated series, and then okay. she's been incorporated in other places. Yeah, she had she a, has a, a. She's in Young Justice a lot. She's in Young Justice. She has a brief appearance in Batman vs Superman. Then she gets blown up. Okay, good. Because they love just wasting mm-hmm. actually really good characters from the Superman universe. Yes. Anywho, oh, so that's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, so she. I hate to be that guy yeah. right now. Oh, well, you're not wearing a Superman shirt, so I no. guess it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, she gets in a fight with Batman. I, I actually like this because she's competent. Like she's actually a was, really skilled fighter. I wanted just like a one-liner that she was like a retired or a fired stunt woman, just like something to sure. explain why she's helping. I, but I mean, because Batman, I think Batman even says something. Like, gives her some kind of comment or makes some comment. She's like, it's a living. So I just kind of read that as, that's just her, like, she just has found a career as, like, a, a bodyguard. As a professional henchman. Yeah. So I was like, I, I don't know. For me, that was enough to kind of, like, give okay. her just a tiny bit. I can kind of see where you're coming from. But 
I wanted some other just like acting thing. And that's definitely the LA in me saying, of course, yeah, so, like speaking right now. Yes, where did you come from? Honestly? Yes, yeah. what is your motivation? Yeah. <laughs> Money, I think, on this on this one. But see, that was that was that How was she paying was, her though? Exactly, that that's was what I was trying to bring actually. up. Actually. Because, like, most henchmen, they're obviously in it for the money. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out why she was being the mom. Uh, maybe she's got, like, a motherly instincts. I, I guess so. And just badass fighting moves. Yeah. But I liked it, though, because, I mean, she, she was able to kind of keep up with Batman to a point. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even the best fighters in the world can only keep up with him to a point. But she, she did pretty well for herself. Yeah. Uh, but then he knocks her out. Yeah. She, or he follows Baby Doll out into... A fucking amusement park. I know. How? How? How are they still running amusement parks? It seemed an interesting choice. I mean, I think it was... They did that, I think, just they can get the the Hall of Mirrors Mm -hmm. bit in the end, which kind of makes sense. But I I did love the scene immediately after. Yeah. Where he... So so they run into the amusement park. Baby doll is running through the kids. um, And Batman is doing his best Assassin's Creed moment where he's kind of standing... On a pert, on like a ledge of the roller coaster, he can't see Baby Doll, so he jumps down, uh, kind of on the public's level, and all the kids freak out and they're like, "Oh my god, it's Batman!" Yeah. So the whole kind of amusement park comes to him, except for Baby Doll. It's it's a genius moment. I loved that moment. Like not only on his part, but even just the part of the writers. Like that's they don't. No one says anything. They just show it all visually. Yeah. They ever, it's all genius. Like, it's Batman. It yeah. felt very like 1966. It did, yeah. But I loved it so much. I, again, because he owns it. He owns it. He just he just stands there in a hero pose and lets all the yeah. kids come to him. It works in this cartoon. It would not work in pretty much anything oh, else. Oh, you don't. <laughs> to be fair, it probably would have worked in Batman and Robin. So. I, was, I was gonna say you don't think uh, Ben Affleck <laughs> can just like <laughs> jump down at like a like a Comic Con. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun until he pulls out his Bat brand, and then the kids might run away at that yeah. point. So. <laughs> But that is a really clever tactic mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get her out in the open. But then, she, yeah, she does run into the, the house of mirrors. And you talked about this earlier. Like, that's a great scene when she gets into the mirrors. Yeah, because she's like, Batman is doing nothing to to be, like, intimidating or he's I, he's not doing anything to try and apprehend her. Yeah. He's just chasing her. I mean, like, let me help you. I, I'm not here to hurt. I'm not here to arrest. I'm here because something is wrong with you and I want to help. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's kicking him, she's hitting him. She's like, she pulls her gun out on him. Uh, and so she makes it to the end of the hall of mirrors and there's the craziest mirror where it shows the adult version of you, I guess. Uh, Yeah, it was, I I think it was just, it was semi-metaphorical. Yeah, yeah. I I understand. (laughs) Yeah. The future mirror. Yes. Uh, and so she sees kind of what her 30 year old self would look like if she didn't have this disease and she pretty much just has a mental breakdown yeah i mean you would right yeah oh yeah like the thing that has been kept from you your entire life mm-hmm. and uh if i saw myself not in a five foot five body i'd probably have a <laughs> mental breakdown too <laughs> i mean obviously it's nowhere near the same level as what she's dealing with but yeah a man can dream if you saw yourself at six two oh you just <laughs> man i would fall to my knees and weep but then you wouldn't be six two anymore because you'd, you'd be short again. No, but I, I would knees. still. I'd <laughs> see the, I, the the elongated body, yeah. the torso. Um, so she. If it makes you feel better, I'm not actually six foot. That's fine. I'm just shy. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> um, so, she, um, in in typical kind of Hall of Mirror fashion, 
Batman kind of pops up in all the other mirrors. <laughs> she shoots each of the mirrors. They break. And then the only one left is the future mirror. Yeah. Uh, where she ends up just clearing the rest of her her ammunition, basically shooting herself. Yeah. Herself, the self that should have been. Um, and then the end is very touching. It is, yeah. Where she goes and kind of, like, hugs Batman's leg and says her catchphrase. It's the last line of the episode of, I didn't mean to. And she said it, she says it in her real voice, though. Yeah. Which is a big difference, yeah. And, no, it is, like, it is. It, it's touching. It is touching. And I was curious if this character would pop up anywhere else, and she's only been in the animated series. Uh, and then she has a reappearance in the new Batman Adventures, but she's never been brought into the comics. Really, that's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. Well, it's also interesting too because there's not a lot of characters that have been introduced in the animated series that had like some level of popularity that haven't popped up elsewhere. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, even the Condiment King, you know, pops up in places. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah. Oh, completely unrelated. It looks like we may be getting a Condiment King Lego as oh, part of a, as no. part of the future set. It's 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 a rumor, but. I'm, if it's true, I don't care how big the set is. I'm buying I'm it. I'm getting that for sure. You have to. You I right? have to. For as much as I talk about my love for Condiment King. No, it's the Condiment King. He's the best. But okay. So anyways, yeah. Baby Doll, only in the animated series. She never never went anywhere else, which I, I can kind of see why. Because if you didn't have... This is a, a Paul Dini episode. If you don't have the, the creative force behind this, there's a great writer like Paul Dini handling that and giving her that kind of sympathy... It couldn't work. So maybe yeah, for the best that she hasn't really and, gone and anywhere else. kind of in the <clears> comics, <throat> I mean, last week we had Scarface, and she's basically just, like, any story that she would have in the comics can be just that's as true. easily treat, achieved with Scarface or kind of any gang member. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, there's nothing, like, yeah, she has a very compelling story, and that's great for a one-off issue, but, yeah. like, there's nothing that really makes her stand out against other, like, kind of just, like, strange mobsters yeah no maybe it's for the best that we only really get her here Mm -hmm. so but no it's i mean overall it's it's a silly episode but it's got enough heart that i actually uh i actually quite like oh absolutely so um and then real quick our our sponsor this week is our good friends the podcast of two worlds Ooh, trevor yeah and And chris Chris. yes (laughs) yeah so um yeah i mean we'll put in the plug right here for them Hi, I'm Trevor Reese. And I'm Chris Vimbrez. And we host the podcast of Two Worlds All About the Flash. You want TV Flash? Got, Got it. it. Comic Book Flash? Got, Got it. Fanerotica Flash? Got it under my mattress. I got it under my mattress, too. We got everything you need for the speedster of Central City, The Flash. And we got new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and any of the places you can find podcasts. We are proudly a part of the Nerdist School Network. Speedweed. And there it was. But obviously, we, we love them. There's tons of fun. Yeah, we do our crossover episodes with them. Yeah, which the, the Wonder Woman episode is out yes. with them as well. So go listen to that. And I, need, then, I still need to listen to it. And I can I listen to it because I'm not, not in, in it. this one. Yeah, you, yes. Because you haven't... Have you listened to any... Uh, like two. Okay. Have you, have you listened to the crossovers, though? No. Those are fun. I, I, those I, I don't really listen to ours anymore because I have to listen to them when I edit it. <laughs> so three times is a little too much. Yeah. Uh, but I do listen to the crossovers because I... Trevor's nice enough to send those to us, and I just put them out as is. Mm-hmm. So the last time I was driving back to L.A., I listened to the... Uh, the, the I Have to the, Go to the Bathroom The one. Guardians one. That, that's, a, that's a really fun episode to listen to. I I'm mean, sure. We, we're probably because we were there. on topic. We, we were there. But 
it's really fun. <clears throat> but yeah, so uh, go check out Podcast of Two Worlds. It's all about yeah. the Flash, and then listen to our crossovers with them as well. Yeah. Our, our lovely, lovely friends there. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, I did have one one tiny thing to to kind of add on to the Baby Doll episode. God damn it, Cameron! Fine, we've, I'm moved, sorry. we've moved on. I know we've moved I've, on, I've but I have heading. But go I on. haven't. Fine. Um, if uh, for anyone who like is very curious about kind of like the tortured actress. Um, you must remember this, the podcast oh, I've talked yeah. about a few times. Uh, Karina Longworth, right? Yes. Karina. Yeah. Uh, she has an entire, uh, I think there's a couple episodes, but there's one that's fully dedicated to the kids of MGM. Oh, and it talks about um, uh, Judy Garland mm-hmm. and kind of like how they tortured her on set. Yeah. Um, and all the like crazy rumors and stories. Uh, and they talk about one of the, the, the male, like the male young actors. <clears throat> I don't remember who it was exactly. Um, he was in Phantom of, the, Phantom of the Megaplex, which is one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, it's a decom. Oh, okay. you're not you're not going to know what it nope, is. No, I'm not. Um, but, but yeah, they they go over kind of how poorly ch- child actors were treated back in you know old Hollywood. Oh yeah, uh, and there, there's a lot of like kind of comparisons to these like mental problems that she has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously we can compare it to. Lindsay Low or not Lindsay? Yeah, Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Bynes and yeah, all the the more recent no, I mean, it's, of, of it's, child it's actors. An industry that can just completely fuck you up. Yeah, so absolutely, God. Um, but I'm done now. We now we can okay. Move on. Now we can go move on to the line and the unicorn here. So, um, which when this aired, this is actually the last Batman episode to air. The oh, series. was it really? Yeah. So it's not kind of ending on a on a dud. Yeah, it's a it's a weird note. It's it's like. It's Batman kind of goes James Bond. It reminds me. So uh, there was the new Scooby-Doo movies from the 70s. Yeah. Where uh, Scooby teams up with Batman. It felt like that. But Batman teams up with James Bond a little bit, but not as cool as you would hope that would be. No, not even a little bit But like no. James Bond. But he's like 50 years older. <laughs> yeah. Because it, you know, I've. I generally have liked the episodes where he kind of goes internationally. So, like, when he goes out to Japan for the Samurai episode is good, and the mm-hmm. stuff with Roz has been pretty good. And there are things about this that I like, but it really dips off at it the end. It was so British. It's, well, it's, it's, a, it's so it's, British. It's trying really hard. Yeah. Hard to be British. But, yeah, so it starts out um, with, with, with one Rob. of the greatest intros <laughs> Ever to be in the Batman animated With, uh, series. Dick shirtless doing some gymnastics. Not even just there. shirtless, just in like booty shorts. Yeah, tiny, tiny little shorts. And Alfred's, um, you know, telling him he's got to put a shirt on. Alfred and I disagree. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a quick question about Robin. In okay. a different life, could he have been like an Olympic level gymnast? Yeah, I mean, he is. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Oh, poor, I know. poor Dick. I know. But I mean, like, he's still got to have a, a pretty cool life, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's a ward for Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess he would have had his parents, and he could have been like an Olympic athlete. Mm-hmm. But instead, he gets to be raised by a billionaire playboy, yeah, and basically become one himself, but like a better, hotter version. Yeah, a little happier. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, and there are times when I feel like they write him a little juvenile, despite the fact that he's in college. Like, mm-hmm. even in this, like he he does his dismount off of the the poles. Don't give me that look. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out where you're going with that. <laughs> no, but like, he, and he. Oh, okay. But he does like his dismount, and he like puts on whole show, like, oh yeah, like Dick Grayson takes the gold medal. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's like maybe a little juvenile, but it's still it's a still fun contrast mm-hmm. to Batman. Yeah, and you know, even even Batman gives like a little smile, like oh, he's 
all that that that, that rascal that, yeah he's just playing yeah but um yes yeah, so then alfred goes upstairs and uh he gets a phone call from his cousin frederick mm-hmm. who is uh designed to look like david niven who i mentioned in the uh the bullet for bullock episode oh, okay yeah a, a very famous british actor yeah he's pink panther right yes yes, 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 yes. also a uh, dr strange love okay have you ever seen that most of it. Okay, yeah. So he plays the like the captain, mm-hmm. or he okay. plays multiple roles. One of them being like the captain. Okay. Um. So, uh, so Batman kind of lets a line out that, um, kind of British agents call each other cousins. Is that a real thing? I don't. I don't know. Does, does James Bond ever call anyone a cousin? Well, um. Yeah, like he makes a reference like, "Oh, my cousin at Langley." If he was to say referring to Felix Leiter over okay. in the CIA, so I guess. I, I think yeah, I think that's a a thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. You keep talking. I'm okay, gonna you're you're gonna Google this time. Okay, yes. yeah. So, but um, Alfred gets a call from his, his quote unquote cousin Frederick that he's uh he need desperately needs help, and we we know that it's a big deal for Alfred because he just leaves a dirty tea tray sitting on the coffee table. Something Alfred would never do. Absolutely not. That's the sign point for for Bruce and Dick actually that it's serious danger. So, oh no, Bruce or uh, Dick has a much more insulting. What does he say? Um, he comes back the next morning. He's like, is it a oh. butler strike going on? Oh, yeah. My breakfast isn't going to cook itself. Yeah. And he's like Hold waving an, like an Eggo waffle. A frozen waffle. I know. And I'm like, calm down. Yeah. You come from Carney's. I know, right? You eat that frozen waffle and you like it. I'll make him breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get you, buddy. I'll make you breakfast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it's off to London. Just And of course, we get all the stereotypical shots. We get Big Ben. We get a double-decker bus. It's foggy as fuck out there. And uh, these two very, like, these guys are basically pulled straight out of a Guy Ritchie movie. These, like, these henchmen, who mm-hmm. are named Bert and Ernie, yeah. actually, which I thought was kind of funny, um, try and capture Alfred. And he he's um, able to escape just long enough to call Bruce and be like, oh, hey, I'm in London. I'm in trouble. You got to come out here. Get me. Um, it, fr- it felt very um, Kingsman-y. Yeah. Because he, t- he takes him out with a, uh, an umbrella. Does he? Yeah, he like uses the hook of the umbrella to pull the guy's leg out from under him. Oh, that's true. He does. And he like knocks yeah. the other guy out. Well, because he's very posh. He's capable, but he, he's oh, yes. I mean, even when he's getting kidnapped, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I think I must be going." Like, yeah, I have uninvited. Yeah, guests. it was very Kingsman-y. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of made me. So we get um, like a brief uh, story exposition from Batman talking to Robin, being yeah. like, "Oh, no, Alfred can definitely handle himself. He's you know former." secret service yeah british blah 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 well yeah he was like a, a british agent but essentially specializing in like crisis management yeah resolution so he was he was more of a desk operative than a field operative but mm-hmm. he knows how to handle himself under pressure and i would have loved i would have loved a flashback somewhere in this episode yeah like i wanted to see kick-ass alfred way back in the day yeah I know. Because we've had episodes that have started in flashback. And I feel like this would have been a really cool one to do that with. Yeah, they definitely could have put that in in favor of some other stuff they put in this episode, which is not very good. Yeah, and then, because I'll I'll bring this point up later. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so Batman and Robin hop in the Batwing and fly out there. And uh, as they're walking around dressed in their civilian attire, they come across Bert and Ernie. And then they quickly change back into Batman and Robin and and beat the crap out of these guys. This, This something to me I still find a little bit confusing. Why, if they're operating internationally, would they still wear the bat suit and the Robin? I don't suit? know. We we brought this up uh, in the Japan episode as well with the samurai. Yeah. Of why does he still need to change? What? Yeah, because it it 
it just seems. It, Do you think he's that popular? Because I mean, obviously, we see in the last episode that yeah. everyone in Gotham knows who he is. I, I would, assume, but do you think like those stories have made it? I don't know around the world of I like there's a man, there's a man bat. I, I would assume that fighting crime. He is maybe a bit of a legend. I mean, I think people maybe people have heard of him here and there, but you would almost think that if if he starts popping up in other cities, that would almost maybe diminish his legend a little bit. I get, but at the same time, going with the opposite stance. I bet people know who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, because I guess he that's is, true. You know, a billionaire, and while we, I mean, we we don't know every billionaire. We like they they do have a name for themselves. Yeah, and if you see this billionaire fighting these people, you might be able to put two and two together. Yeah, I, I guess you would just think he would have like a like somewhere in between some sort of like non like a thing. British bat suit. Yeah, it's the Union Jack. Yeah, it's, it's steampunk. <laughs> <Bat cape>. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so he he's he's fully suited up. And, um, yeah, so we, we discover that he and Frederick have the two halves of a launch code to a missile silo buried inside a, a castle out on the Scottish coast. Um, uh, under the name Project Excalibur. It's so British. It's so... I it's, can't fucking handle how British this is. And it's, it's is. like Castle Urquhart or something. Like yeah. It's some, it's some weird castle name. Um, they go and they stop by what I presume is MI5, yeah. more or less, like to talk to them. And it's just... There's just so many stiff it's upper lips so all the way through. British, all the way through this thing. Um, but so then they they know which castle to go to because somehow Batman convinces MI5 that he'll handle a terrorist, Red Claw, who we know at this point is behind all of it, right? With a fucking missile. Leave it to Batman. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about because the, uh, the only service. information that he gave them was, yes, Alfred's in trouble. I know him. Yeah. I just like name dropping. We're, we're pals. Don't we're, worry about. We're it. friends. Yeah, I got this. So they they go out to the castle, and I do like this sequence where they're just silently picking off people one by one. Mm-hmm. It's a very Batman moment. Like the guards are walking down the hallway, and like they'll just jump. Batman and Robin will like, go jump out from side to side and just grab people and take them all out. Yeah, it's all pretty cool until they get caught on camera, and then it's like, oh, Batman and Robin are here. And then she like pours lava. Yeah, they pour. It's like a it's a trap built into the the castle. Like they close either doors of a of a a bridge, I guess, mm. over like a moat or something with spikes in the bottom. And they dump lava into it. Yeah, because spikes aren't enough for Batman. I know, so they survive they have to be melting spikes. Yeah, so they survive like grappling onto the bottom of the bridge. It's kind of silly. Yeah, it's it's a weird sequence. It's, they knock out more villains. They yeah. continue the chase after Red Claw. Yeah, it's getting it's getting James Bondy. Oh, it's like super so James, James Bondy, Bondy. and like because I mean, she even does the ransom video. She does, yeah. She wants like the whole like London hostage, for, like five billion pounds. Yeah, and I mean the the Ra's al Ghul episode got kind of James Bondy too, but it took towards the end of a two part episode to kind of get to that point. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of buy it, whereas here it's like right from the beginning. Yeah, and it's it almost felt like in that situation, Batman was acting in kind of Bondish way as a consequence of the situation he's put into. Was this felt a little more forced? Mm-hmm. And I love James Bond and I love Batman, but maybe they're not. The they're they're not meant to be together. Together, no. Um, and we also learn why this episode has such an odd name. Yes, uh, the line in the unicorn is the final part of the password to launch the missile. Yeah. So Red Claw gives truth serum to Frederick and Alfred. They give up the password because I guess they're not trained well. Yeah, I hear some burn on you, Britain. Yeah, some real strong shit right there. Alfred holds up for a long time, just quotes Tennyson at her, but eventually he succumbs. Yeah, because of course he'd quote Tennyson. Uh, so they finally make it to Red Claw. She shoots off the missile, uh, and then just kind of disappears. Yeah, she like like hops out a window, and mm-hmm. so Batman races out of the Batwing to go 
chased down the missile. And this, for me, where I was like, we've reached full jump the shark. This was too much. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. This was kind of dumb. Yeah. So as Batman walks onto the missile, Red Claw is already in the back of the Batwing. Yeah. Uh, they have a tussle. She pulls his mask off, which I guess just because they needed to add another layer of drama. I guess so. Yeah. Um, and he pushes her ejector button and launches her into the middle of the ocean, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Why would he even be over water? Uh, Actually, that doesn't make any damn sense because they were on the west coast of Scotland, like way up, like the northwest corner of mm-hmm. the, the island. You would think they'd be pretty much all over land. He did like a what? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know how maps work. Why am I gonna try to figure this out? Yeah, it doesn't work. She lands in water. We never see from her again. No, this is her last appearance in the yeah. whole series. I think. No, it is. Yeah, I think. Okay, yeah, but yeah, and he he shoots down the missile as it's like passing by Big Ben. Yeah, which. That had a nuclear warhead in it, right? Did it? I don't think they ever said that. She, they just said it was said, a missile. She said the word warhead. Like, oh, okay. Now, I, I don't think they ever said the word nuclear, but she did say warhead right in the middle of Trafalgar Square. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, if the bombs, like, a, if a bomb's not, if a nuclear bomb's not armed and you detonate it, then, like, the warhead won't necessarily go off. But I felt like... They're, I don't know. Uh, me doing what I always do in this podcast and trying to connect it to Vin Diesel. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so, do you remember Triple X, the first Triple X? It was, it I felt do. very similar to that. Oh, and he's chasing down the boat? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they're in Ahab. Yes. They're Ahab. in Prague. Okay, thank you. I was trying to remember the city they were in. Yeah. Um, yeah, where he kind of sinks a nuclear warhead well, in the it, middle of. Well, like, not, there's no nuclear warhead. It was just loaded with, with, tier, with, uh, oh, with, with, uh, like, with chemical weapons. Okay, that, yeah, that's what it was. Um, I'm correcting you on a Vin Diesel I'm movie. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> this, was all just, this was all just an elaborate setup to make sure you knew a Vin Diesel movie. Well, now if I walk around with my Vin Diesel shirt and someone calls me out in the street, I'm like, hey. Oh, I'm going to call you out. Don't worry. <laughs> Your giant, just Vin Diesel's face on his shirt. Yeah, I'm going to be wearing a white tank top with his face and white denim jeans. Perfect. And lots of chains. Don't forget about the giant fur coat that he wears oh, in Triple X 1 and 3. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fucking uh, Diesel. <laughs> so he shoots down the plane, or shoots down the missile. Everything's okay. Alfred has one last talk with Frederick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick offers his job back. He's like, no, I'm fine Yeah, with where I'm at. Yeah. Thanks, old boy. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, I mean, it's, the ending of this is really stupid. It was exciting in its own right, but it was pretty stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was uh, <clears throat> one more, one more tangent, because... Uh, I mean, this is, one's just of them so why not yeah um there's actually a kids next door episode that is almost the exact same plot of this of this episode oh um, is that like one's dad or something oh yeah so number one is, nigel uno is british yeah uh and he goes back to england for an episode uh because he's trying to get the book of K D from someone the mm-hmm. book of K D, which is obviously the history of all of the kids next door from millennia past oh knd yes i heard book. candy i thought it had to do with st- sticky beer the pirate no 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 no, no okay. number five always has the candy episodes oh, okay uh with with frederick uh her villain frederick oh yeah. who's always after the rarest of candies mm-hmm. um obviously Wait, isn't that st- is that not sticky beard no they're they're two separate characters they actually fight each other in his, in frederick's last appearance okay well good mm-hmm. as they should yeah so number one teams up with um 
Sector E, which is the English, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like the James, the kid James Bonds. Yeah. And they're fighting, uh, oh, God, what were they called? Uh, so in America, they're called the Delightful Children from Down the Lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, in England, uh, fuck, God damn it, I have to read it again. <laughs> I'm so upset with myself because uh, they're the hooligan, the rowdy hooligans from across the square. Oh, that's perfect. And I fucking love that title <laughs> so much. Uh, but yeah, it's basically the same episode uh, between the, the hooligans and Sector E. Okay. Oh, that's uh, genius. Yeah. Oh, God. Great episode. Everyone, go watch Kids Next Door, because it's so good. Is that anywhere? Not that I... No, I don't think... Mm. I think maybe, like, a season is on Hulu. Damn it. Yeah, because I would love to go back and revisit that one at some point. It's so... It's such a smart kids show. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate it. No. I mean, if you could watch it, that's what you would be watching. But since you can't... Nailed it. What are you watching right Nailed now, Cameron? Uh, well, besides the uh, Jaden Smith Batman video... Oh. Um. There was a video I meant to send it to you this morning because it was it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Vox, who does uh, very fascinating like micro documentaries oh, I love on YouTube, Vox. yeah, yeah. I do their daily uh, email blast. Um, they posted a video this morning. Uh, it was titled "How Fan Films Shape the Lego Movie." Oh, what? Uh, and it was talking about kind of the history of fan made Lego films. Yeah, uh, and I remember I made you know in early high school I would make my own Lego movies, stop motion Lego films. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to see its progression and then kind of the weird shift it had in the early 2000s when, you know, we had the Lego games come out mm-hmm. uh, and how they never really worked because they didn't kind of obey the laws of the Lego world where, you know, the characters were able to bend their arms and kind of change their head. And it was basically just like uh, they were just like um, kind of blobs of like um, oh, clay. Like, like Lego shaped blobs. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Uh, whereas the Lego movie was so so well done because they actually obeyed the laws of the world and pretty oh. much every frame you see you can pause and recreate that scene in you know with real Legos. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Yeah, yeah which you can't do with like uh, the old Bionicle movies, the Lego Star Wars. Uh, yeah, they're shorts. all like holding lightsaber with two hands and like that just doesn't work. Right, and the backgrounds were always just like blobs that kind of looked like Legos. Yeah. Uh, and it was really cool. Was, and they I also, want... like, they hid some of the most famous Lego shorts in the background of the Lego movie, which is really cool to see. I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I. I had to rewatch that. It's so good. No, I'm curious. When you were a kid and you were doing the, the stop motion thing, did you have, like, the Lego movie maker no. set? Okay, no, I... I got to play with that. I took a a Lego Spielberg class. That's uh, awesome. It's summer camp, and it was so cool. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, but no, I basically made my own, like, really shitty rig with, like, my own point-and-shoot camera. Yeah. Um, which used up all of the space really fast. It would, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that camera could only hold, like, 100 photos. So I oh, made yeah. It, Those early what, digital cameras seconds yeah, in. did not have a lot of space on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing, too. Like, I had that, the, like, a movie maker thing, and I would, like... Never like, maybe finish them, but I'd do like, like scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I would just do like, yeah, they'd be like five second short. Yeah. I think my most like elaborate one was a guy just walks out of a building, waves at camera and walks back in. Oh, it's so good. It was fantastic. It's early gem. Oh, man. I wish I could find it. Someday film archivists will dig that out. Mm-hmm. Show in classes. Yes. <laughs> Someday. Someday. Uh, what are you watching, listening, reading to? Uh, I got two YouTube videos this week. So one Ooh. of the ones is one you sent me a while ago, which is the the David Fincher um, Invisible Details. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Because, I mean, 
I I'm a big fan of like practical movie making, like practical effects. I, but this video is great about showing how someone like Fincher uses digital technology to just kind of polish over and do things you couldn't otherwise do. So it's not just a matter of like, it's not like George Lucas in the prequels. Like, I'll just make everything digital. And like one of the points of the movie is that like all the backgrounds of Zodiac, which actually is my favorite of Fincher's movies, Mm -hmm. those are all digital creations because he wants that like attention detail. Yeah. Yeah. But it's how he uses um, computer effects to enhance kind of other practical decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great video. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's the, from Captain Christian. And he was yeah, just really good stuff. The, so, the yeah. point that I thought was the most fascinating was how all, uh, all the blood he uses is digital. Yeah. Uh, and basically anything that would take like precision or long times to reset and shoots was all digital yeah. because he, he was similar to like Kubrick. He wanted dozens of takes he, for each yeah, scene. He does crazy amounts of takes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, um, the, they were talking specifically about in uh, his version, the girl with the dragon tattoo, where like Mikael is like washing the blood off his face. That's all digital blood. Yeah, that is crazy. That's insane. Yeah, but again, I mean, it makes it work a lot easier that yeah. way. Um, but no, it's a great video if you're like interested at all in well, just movie making and how like the masters can use this sort of technology. It's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. The other one is from um, this guy Patrick H. Willems. Sounds familiar. So he did. You, you've probably seen uh, the link to or seen the video of um, like, what if Wes Anderson directed the X Men? Yes. Yeah, which I actually watched that today. I hadn't seen it before, but this was yeah, he's him. Done a couple of those. Yeah, he he's cool. He was explaining why Mask of the Phantasm is so great. Okay. Yeah, and so I mean, basically, our whole podcast he did by himself in like fifteen minutes. Oh, good. Which is much shorter. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he talks about all the same things we love about it, just like the the storytelling, the drama of it, the music, the visuals everything like his whole point is like that is the best batman movie and unless you're like a real big batman fan you don't necessarily know about it and know mm-hmm. why it's the best so yeah those are we've got what three three pretty awesome yeah three cool youtube videos, YouTube videos this week yeah oh well, he does new media oh i know we, we know where the world's heading we're getting God. that new hollywood stuff get that millennium stamp yeah from it on the forehead there um but yeah I think that's it. I think that's this what we week. got this week. Yeah. Um, I don't... I'm trying to remember what's up next week, because, again, we're, we're on a slight out of order. Oh, it's uh, Showdown, which is a, a Roz episode. Okay. And then Riddler's Reform. <gasps> Yay, Riddler's that, back. That's a great episode, too. That That's one of my all-time favorites. So that, that'll be us next week. Uh, but until then, if you want to contact us for whatever possible reason, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I am at Lordifer on all those same things. I'm at Cameron.Dexter on just Instagram. Just Instagram. Yeah. Fuck but, Twitter. Yeah, no. And their stupid redesign that came out this morning. Wait, they did what now? I don't know. Someone told me that they, like, some of the, like, icons are different. Oh, okay. I haven't posted anything yet today on Twitter. Right. It's yeah. fine. Fuck it. Who cares? Uh, it's, a dying, it's a dying art. It's still more popular than, than Pinterest, but yeah. it's a dying. I'm a big fan of Instagram. I've come to really appreciate that yeah. one, actually, of all of them. Yeah. I mean, as someone that works in the social world. Yeah, you should love Instagram. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the best, though. Yeah. It's kind of what pays my bills now. There you go. Yeah. It's the important thing. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.